So good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Turn to your left and right. Say, welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So excited what God's going to do today. Amen. He's good. Amen. You know, I tell myself many times, when you go week to week, you know, your week is filled with all kinds of stories and sometimes... We have to be careful to just magnify all the negative. But we need to remind ourselves, I'm alive. I mean, that's a miracle. Your heart beating. You know, I choose to magnify the Lord. I choose to dwell upon God's goodness. Amen. God is good. I say again, God is good. <laughs> Amen. So much to be grateful to God. Amen. Uh, why don't we just lift our hands one more time? I still feel the presence of the Lord here in this place. Father, we welcome you. Father, touch us, your people. You've been a good God. You've been a faithful God. You keep your words, Father. You are the miracle-working God. Lord, this week I heard a miracle. I give you praise for that. Lord, I, I thank you for reaching people, God. Lord, even though they may not be physically present, but you are still speaking to people. Lord, to the live stream, to encouraging, inspiring. There is power in your word, Father, that people, God, can receive their healing. Lord, as they expose themselves to your word, Lord, that's the power of God. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, and all God's people say, Amen. Okay? I'd like to turn to a few scriptures, then I'll do some revision because I'm going to take off from uh, where I left off last week. You know, again, we've been talking about we want to take a proactive approach in life, not a reactive, not a radioactive position. So today, we're going to talk about the proactive stand. How do I live a proactive life? Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 13 says in this Manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy, your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. James chapter 1 verse 14, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Amen. Then I'd like to turn to Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and 40, one of my favorite passages of scripture. You apostolic must memorize this scripture. Amen. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 verse 40, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourself wow notice this it says this save yourself from this untoward generation I thought God does the saving 
Yeah, God does the saving, but you have to do your res- take responsibility not to get into that same old operating system again. There is responsibility as Christians. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. Yeah. The, today we're going to talk about taking a proactive approach and we're going to ask the, the question, what does it mean to save myself from this untoward generation? Amen. It's good to have Pastor Charles here. Amen. All the way from Cheras, it's good to have you joining us in service. I'm going to give you a break, but next time when you come, you're going to preach, okay? Amen. So good. Three years. Amen. Haven't seen our Malaysian brethren for three years. Okay, so good to have him with us. You know, again, uh, why don't we just lift our hands again and ask God to speak to us. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Mm. God, we recognize, God, how frail we are. Lord, you are a great God. Every good thing comes from above, Father. And God, as we stand in your presence, God, we magnify you today, God. Lord, again, God, help us, Lord, today hear the voice of the Spirit. And I pray that you will use me in such a way, God, that everything that I say will be the right amount of intensity. That emotions, Lord, that is coming forth from this pulpit will be your emotions, Father, Lord. I pray that you increase, God, and I decrease, God. I pray, God, that nobody will misunderstand, God, everything that I speak today, Lord. And they will really connect with your Spirit right away to encourage, to exalt, to admonish, God. And sometimes, God, even to rebuke, Father. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you access to our hearts, God. That's the most important aspect of God, Lord, that our hearts want to be ready, God, Lord, to the, to the remote word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus and all God's people say, Amen. You may be seated again. You know, last week, I don't know why, I just felt to talk about water baptism in Jesus' name. But the good news is after that service, I mean, I got a lot of reports, like five people are going to, at least five people are going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Even this morning, just got a good report. If you have not been born again, you need to be born again in order to enter into this loving relationship with Jesus Christ. So, what does born again mean? It means that, that, that you put your faith in God, you repent, you, get, you make a decision to be water baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And then after that, God will gloriously fill you with the Spirit of God. Amen. Some people call it the Holy Spirit. Some people call it the Holy Ghost. I know ghost is not a a very, very nice word to use nowadays when you think about the word ghost. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's really the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Jesus Christ coming into our lives. Amen. You need that. And then once you have that experience now, you have a responsibility Amen. Because how many of you know this? Because there are times when I pray late in the night. I find myself repenting most of the time (laughs) because of the things that I could have done the whole week. If I pray late in the night instead of the first thing, I find myself repenting more. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. Remember Tony Bailey said this, the reason why we want to get up in the morning to pray so that we don't make mistakes. Amen. We don't want to live a life of regret. We want to take a proactive approach in life. 
Amen. That's why we pray, God, lead me not into temptation. Deliver me. Because every one of us have uh, this little, little uh, 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 I won't use the word devil, but the old nature in us, which is what I call a spoiled bread in us. How many of you are aware there's a spoiled bread in us that wants to have his own way? Amen. You know, little children, they always say, Mine! Well, the old nature is always saying, Mine! <laughs> well, we like autonomy. We don't like to be under submission. <laughs> Amen. That's why we need to be dis- disciple. The word disciple comes from the word discipline. I need to take responsibility and save myself from this untoward generation by first of all, discipling me. By disciplining me, I have to say a lot of no's. Some of us are great in your discipline on the aspect of getting healthy. No sugar. No lot. Go to the, the what do you call that? The, 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 the gym. No, all kinds of gym. Now got bicycle one. <laughs> all kinds of things. Also now Zumba or Roomba. I don't know what is it that people can just some so creatively go exercise. Great. Do that because the temple is, I mean, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You got to get healthy, but don't worship your body. Worship God. <laughs> but, but here's my question to you. What are you doing to maintain a right spirit? Because the Bible says, that you have to save yourself from this untoward generation. What are some safeguards that you have? You know, we call this safeguards, you know, maybe fences. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we have budgets, you know, so that we don't overspend, right? That a safeguard, you know, is really very, very practical, you know. Uh, uh, you, have can, you can have safeguard in the things that you eat, amen. But then have you got safeguard in the things of your spirit? Amen. Because the scripture says you must save yourself. The, the yes, grace, uh, uh, sorry, salvation is free. But then the maintenance of your relationship with God requires discipline. I mean, let me give you an example. How many of you struggle coming to church this morning? Don't, don't raise your hands. Amen. I'll be very sad. You know, ah, I want to sleep in. Oh, man. Ah, you know, some of you are still crying over Liverpool's. Oh, nah, I don't want to go there. Huh? Yeah, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, Sam is so happy because Brand is a Liverpool fan. You know, some of you are still crying over that. You know, ah, you know what? God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. I mean, still, there still can be a miracle. Hallelujah. And some of you are still wondering who's Chelsea and Manchester. United draw. Ah, don't worry, God is still on the throne. <laughs> you know. But nevertheless, we, we have got to take some responsibility. And, and, and like what I'm saying, you know, the world is an evil place. Amen. As much as there are so many good things about this world, but there's an influence that's trying to influence us. And you've got to put some boundaries. You've got to put some guardrails. Uh, I mean, God's, you know, the most... I don't know about you, but when you put an investment, something that you treasure so much, would you want to supervise it? Would you want to do your homework? You know, the, the, the thing that I, I, I'm concerned about is that 
when I speak to younger generation, they talk about everything about their investment, they talk about all these things, but then I ask them, what are you doing to invest in your walk with God? Huh? I ask them the question, what's God calling you to do? They look at me like, huh? Got things to do, man. You're going to answer to God one day. It's not about you being saved. Like how have you spent your time to propagate the gospel, to protect the gospel, to preserve the next generation, amen, to hand it down to a group of young people that will kind of take it to the next generation. You know, yesterday I was just a sobering thought, you know, we were talking about the demographics, the world is ever-changing right now. I don't know whether you notice this, but the world is changing, Singapore is changing. Uh, everyone is changing, the group of people that we are changing and, 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 and it's stated that if, if our fertility rate doesn't go to 2.11, our culture will slowly die. Let me ask you this question, what's our fertility rate in this church? Hello? You know that people will find it hard to live for God if there's no culture. If there's no church. That's why we are in this whole idea of, I don't want just you to just, you know, be saved. Great, that's, that's the stepping point. But this glorious gospel needs to be taken to everybody. To preserve a culture too, you know. Amen. I mean, if, if our fertility rate goes more beyond uh, uh, less than 2.11, in fact, it were, they were saying the fertility rate goes at 1.9, eventually the culture will die. It's too late. But thankfully, this is about men and women. <laughs> uh, but you and I, you know, we don't need a man and a woman. We can share the glorious gospel to people and people can be born again. But, but, but the devil number one's agenda is, first of all, fill your mind. With things. Look here. Can I share something that is very important here? When God gave you a job, it's not just for you to enjoy life. But why are you living that way? God gave you a job so you can testify to God's goodness and also to fund your ministry. Amen. Don't you forget that. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, don't you forget that. <laughs> You know what? God requires us to go out there and plant some seeds with our investment. And sometimes this seed is about sharing the good news. Okay? But in doing so, you got to be careful because you go back to the world, you need to preserve yourself from this untoward generation. And that's why today I'm going to talk about something that you heard before. It's called boundaries. Amen. I can tell you for certain, I am guarantee you, every time when there is a mess, there is no boundaries. Because life, when you're dealing with people, people are messy. You know why you are messy? Communities are messy. Thank you for the overwhelming response. So your, your family not messy, man. When you have children all around, you see that, you know, like, 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 like some of your homes. When I come and see your house, the first time I saw your house, wow, so nice, without children. But then when you children, what happened? Books everywhere. You know, the children have just taken over. The, the living room is all, you know, books and all the toys that's coming out. I say, what happened to that nice table of yours? What happened to that island? Now becomes no island. 
becomes a diaper table. Well, you know why? Life is messy. When, when, and messy is not a bad thing. Messy can mean growth. I, I want to let not all mess are, are, are bad messes. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's good. It shows life. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I haven't gone to Joshua's house yet. You know, the, I know he had a new baby, Jude. You know, I, I haven't, but I remember stepping in your home and the first time I said, wow, so nice. But lately, I have not yet. Uh, <laughs> I may say, say surprise. And I, you know, if it's messy, Josh, don't worry. It's okay. Still mess. Some of you say still mess. Yeah, I agree with that because you know what? We don't stop. You know, after you become a parent, you become a grandparent. Amen. And you go on and on. So life can be messy and that's why we need boundaries. Because relationship is messy. Hello? You know what? I, I realized this, you know, uh, a statistics was uh, uh, taken, okay? When, 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 you know, leaders, especially pastors, if they don't put boundaries in your life, they fall themselves into all kinds of mess. You know, especially counselling with the opposite gender, how you talk to the opposite gender and all those things. My wife will tell you this, if I speak to an opposite gender, there, her name is inside that chat. Because you know what? I don't put my trust in the flesh. A pound of flesh is always a pound of flesh. Especially when you talk with the opposite gender, you may have clear intention. But every time when I start to talk to my pastor's friend who fall into adultery, it always begins with a good intention. I'm trying to minister to that person. But then one thing leads to another. It feels good being a saviour. It feels good saying the right words. And the person looks, oh, you are the best. I wish my husband like you. Jalat. And then if you're not careful, what well, that feels good to the ego. <laughs> and then same thing, you know, for, for boys and girls, when you start texting, now, last time no text leh. Last time use pager leh. <laughs> pager also got code word one. You know, we don't know what it is. You know, Kelvin, uh, you know, last time less words. You know, say, you, you mean I can fall into adultery and, and I don't even know it? Yes, it's called texting. You can lead somebody on, especially girls. Oh, you're the angel. Yeah, it may be a nice thing, but in a mind, angel means something else. And then your heart gets stirred and, 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 and they get defrauded. You think I'm joking because I've, <laughs> I've counseled many. I, I look at, look, look pastor, you, you're, you're going to be careful. Huh? You, you text, huh? they screenshot one. There. You can delete, never mind. They screenshot and say, look, look, tell me, tell me. What does this mean? Then I, I, when I look at the text, I, wow. Wow. Very hard to say. Leh. Because when I read it, it may be a normal text because my context. Ma. Hello? Come on, you're looking at me. Are, are you all with me? Say, Pastor. Uh, but then when you see things, right? Wow, different story. Eh. Hello? And you got to be careful. And then I know of relationships that they don't even have boundaries and they, don't even, they become too familiar. 
And when they become too familiar, they don't respect each other. They don't have boundaries towards that relationship. There's no healthy boundaries that they can be disrespectful. In fact, the word boundary, someone asked me, Pastor, can I ask you a question? Can you show me where the word boundaries are found in the Bible? I'll tell you what that word is, self-control. Amen. You cannot even have self-control if you don't have self-denial. It means what? That means whatever I feel doesn't mean I need to project it out, ma. I mean, I, you just imagine I have a bad day and I come home. Then my wife says, hello, how are you? Shut up. I just let her. And then you know what? You say, I, I just want to give somebody a peace of mind. Yeah, you may get your peace, but you give someone war. Where is that self-control? Everything that you feel doesn't need to come out. You need to, you, I call it, the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Let me repeat that again. The fruit of the Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can control. If you cannot control, then I don't know what kind of spirit you have. You may have a spirit of rage. <laughs> Amen. Men struggle with the temper issue. You know, we got to be careful. You know, that's why the Bible says lifting up holy hands without doubting and without what? Wrath. Amen. We got to be careful. That's why we got to put some boundaries in the way we deal with things. You know, when, 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 when the argument is getting so heated up, uh, take a time out because nobody wins in an argument. Even though you win, somebody feels like they lost. And you don't like to marry a loser. Amen. Everybody say amen. So, so let's begin today. I, I want you to live a proactive life. We're going to talk about our boundaries. How to set boundaries for yourself as a man. Thank you for the overwhelming response. Amen. Especially you men. Amen. Okay, let's talk about it. A boundary is a dividing line. In geography... A boundary is that which makes the end of one property or jurisdiction and beginning of another. In interpersonal relationship, a boundary is what divides one person from another so that each one can have separate identities, responsibilities and privileges. Just because you are down doesn't mean I have to be down because I'm not Jonah Teo. Some people have this weird idea. <laughs> Sam, I'm down. So can you be Timothy for a while? I'm like, what? I mean, I feel your pain, but I don't need to be you. Hello? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. I, 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 I'm careful about this whole idea of about this thing called manipulation and intimidation. You know, again, Titus tells us, okay, in chapter 2, verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Amen. Again, the Bible tells us that we have to live godly. Godly is everybody's responsibility. Thank you for the overwhelming response. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise God. You know, again, boundaries can use in, 
you know, we can use boundaries in healthy manners, okay? You know what? If, if, if I know that that conversation, okay, another healthy boundary for me in my life is that we will refuse to argue after the child. Or I should say, we will refuse to have that healthy conversation or discussion after child. Because when you are tired, you lose your temper easily. And then we'll say things like this, we'll pick it up tomorrow. Okay? Amen. Are you all with me here? <laughs> Amen. You know, again, proper boundaries in us as believers, keeping us out of worldly influences. Children of the light have no fellowship with darkness and are thus separate from the world. Amen. You know why I consider every Sunday an important deal? Because I need to be reminded that God is still on the throne. I need to be reminded with our fellow brothers and sisters here that I have a mission. That the world doesn't just revolve around me, but Him. Everybody say amen to that. And then when I start to lift my eyes and then I start to say, Hallelujah, I am not alone. He's my comfort. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. And when I start reminded about the whole idea about He make me lie down in green pastures. You know what? That's rest. You know what? Today, I don't know about you, but during the service, I felt a Holy Ghost rest. Some of us have been wrestling with stuff. Amen. Some of us, we're wrestling with ourselves. But, but today, as we come into the presence of God, God says, it's okay. Uh, let's rest, you know. Let me do my part. And you just be still and know that I'm Him. I'm God. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. Again, I, 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 I just need to say this right away, you know, that, that, that we have a leadership guidebook, you know. And, and in the leadership guidebook, that we will tell people how to live your life. You know, it's not about rules and regulations. I, I, I want to let you understand this is not written in stone, okay? These are not commandments. These are things that are just guardrails before you fall off the cliff. Amen. There are some things, in fact, everybody should have a personal guardrail. My personal guardrail is I don't sing too much worldly song. Because it feels good and it reminds me of my past. Amen. So when I have an Spotify, when I have, I, I, I don't put a lot of worldly music there. And I love music. Trust me, I love. Amen. I love music. But yet at the same time, I know that it was music that caused my downfall. That I start to devil in smoking, drugs, I want to move away from those things. I, I don't want to flirt with sin. Amen. I just got to put some guardrails. If, if my wife is important to me, then I have to put guardrails. Uh, if my children are important to me, I have to put guardrails to preserve my time with them. Because if I don't start now, I, I need to ask myself before I put a guardrail, what is valuable in my life? You know, if, if it's valuable, like for instance, if money is valuable to you, you are very careful in your investment. 
you know, you ask the question is that, you know, is this a principal guarantee? You know, now how risky is this? And then sometimes a banker will come and tell you what kind of, what kind of uh, investor are you? Are you risky? You know, they will do an interview with you or are you a safe investor? You know what? If money is important to me, then I will not risk my whole life saving. Is your work important with God? I mean, sometimes, right, don't, don't mind me saying this, right? Sometimes I grieve. Eh? Because like, the attitude that I get sometimes when we talk about consecration and dedication is like, huh? Is that what God heard to you? After all He did on Calvary, the blood, someone paid a price. And, 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 and with that in mind, I, I, I have got to put some boundaries, my boundaries in my thought life. I, I begin with me. Boundaries with myself, my thought life. I got to sanctify my mind every day. Because I know that, you know, if I'm not careful, I can put one million thoughts over my mind. And I can go crazy thinking about thoughts. I can think about thoughts like, oh, what if my wife got cancer? So start to prophesy over your life. And, and, and start to meditate on things. Oh, I better, I, I better. And then, you know what happens? Next thing, you worry. Will you worry? Then you release all kinds of chemicals. Your body becomes very unbalanced. Then after that, you get cancer. True. You know what the scripture says? You know? The scripture says that. You know, I'm not using the word Mary Hart. The scripture says that you be careful what you think. Because at the end, you become what you think. Amen. What are you meditating all about? I'm meditating about the goodness of God. He began a good work, He will complete His work. I'm meditating about the goodness of God. And when I think about the goodness of God, that He's a good God, that He's worth, worth my obedience, then I obey Him. I'm meditating about His goodness. And, and therefore, I have to put a boundary in my mind because many spiritual warfare begins with a thought. Amen. Then after that, your emotions is a byproduct of your thoughts. That, 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 oh, you keep on thinking, oh, this or that, you know. Hello, the story is not over yet. Think about the promises of God. Move forward. Anything that causes you, you can be paralyzed all the life or you can be kiasu, kiasi, but I choose not to be kiasu or kiasi. I choose to walk in faith. Because only when I walk in faith that I can hear His voice. Amen. Because God cannot speak with an environment of fear but he can speak with an environment of faith. That's why he said this in his word. Without faith, it is impossible to please me. Amen. So every day I got to get up and say, why are you reacting? Pause for a moment. What kind of fear that I'm feeling every day? You know, why? What am I meditating on? You know, like, like what I say, worry is sin. Well, that, that will bring you. You know, it's okay to be concerned. But worrying is keep on marinating on it and not thinking, not casting your cares upon God. And then worry will make you, instead of give yourself, you take. Because you want to be controlled. 
That's why the Bible says God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Because if I know God's got it, I can freely give. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Again, you know, it is very important for you to declare, especially when your children are coming to church at home. You know what? If they are still in your homes, they, you still pay bills. Amen. Come on, everybody say amen. You know, you can call your shorts and you got to put, hey, this is my home. This is the home of Jesus. I, 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 by the way, I, I dedicated my house to the Lord. So the, the, the rules are this because it is the owner, which is God Almighty, setting the rules in the home. Amen. And, and, and everywhere, I realize this, the, the more you put boundaries, you live a proactive life, that you become more productive, you become, you know, again, you know, there are things that, that, that I wish when I was young, somebody told me about. If I hadn't known, I, don't, I would not waste my time in regret. Amen. I mean, Brother Kelvin, let me ask you, if, if the, some of the lessons that we learn as a young person, we won't be in our mess that we were in. Amen. Uh, come on, everybody say amen. Brother Chenka, you agree with me. If, if some of the things that were taught to me when I was a young person, I won't make some dumb decisions. Amen. And therefore, when, 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 when we want to talk about boundaries, or, or we're going to talk about being proactive, I want you to succeed in life. And these are a couple of suggestions. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, I will tell you right away that it is not law, okay? But it's some suggestions that you may want to consider. And in a home, let me say one thing. Children need boundaries. If you don't give them boundaries, they don't feel love. Amen. I was with uh, Tian Chen and... and, and uh, and I see them having boundaries with Lizzie. Oh, oh you fierce, man. Tianchen, you fierce, but great job. I saw them the way they, you know, and, 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 and some, some people say you strict. I think they, are, they got no, no backbone. You know, the way you dare to challenge your child and live accordingly because it's your child, God gave it to you, and you got to, they, they automatic one. She's very automatic one. Because you set the boundaries right. Some parents think that love is no boundaries. You've got to be very careful that you can allow your children to do anything. Then like that, they will break law how? Amen. Oh, you know what? And don't self-diagnose your children. I think my child is ADHD. Uh, I, 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 I think, uh, no, sometimes it's a lack of discipline. That's what it is. Stop excusing your children. Because I want them to be productive. I want them to be productive. Amen. You got to set some boundaries, okay? I'm going to give you some reasons why set some boundaries. You know, like what I say, you know, uh, the story. How many of you know the story of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Amen. It's like the incredible hawk. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You know, I wish that we can turn green. <laughs> you know, I wish that, you know, if our flesh comes out, right, we become green. Then we can take the mirror. See, your flesh, you're walking in the flesh. But we don't turn green. <laughs> and, and, and all of us got this spoiled bread that wants to have our own way. 
Amen. Everybody say, praise God. I, 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 am I the only person that knows there's a spoiled bread within me? And if I'm not careful, I have a capacity of loving attention. I have capacity of... There are some appetites were never meant to be open until marriage. Thank you for that overwhelming response. That's why we tell them, stay away. Because when you open that door, it's hard to close it. When you open that door, it feels so right. Your brain goes crazy. Like. Your brain goes crazy. You say, oh, it feels so right. But how can something feel so right? Feel so wrong. There's confusion. Oh, 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 oh. Let me tell you something. It's proven. There's a book called Hook Up. They say that every time when, when a couple hook up, they become brain dead. And they'll make decisions that they regret for life. That, oh, this is the one that I'm going to marry. Because, because, because when you have intimacy, I don't use the word hookah. When you have the word intimacy, and in the context of a marriage, your body releases all the kinds of chemicals that make the bond stronger. But if you go before ahead of time, you look at that person. Dude, logically, uh, this person beat you up leh. And then you still want to marry, yeah. Yeah, I love him. Maybe, oh, I have children. I can change him. How many of you heard that story? I, I, don't worry. I have two children. First child, never mind. Second child, maybe the third child. But then you end up more mess. God's ways are always right. Amen. I say again, there's, and, and again, yeah, pastor, have, have, we, we love you enough that we dare to tell you these are the God reels. Thank you for that overwhelming response now. Especially in this world that anything can go on. You know, the world tells you, oh, you, you, you have a, a, you like a, your friend, a guy, could it be? I mean, just a like what? I mean, I like you, Kelvin, but that doesn't mean that I... Right? I mean, like the words, oh, you like her? Oh, bromance. <laughs> I like, dude, no. <laughs> Come on. And the world tried to confuse us. So we have to have guardrails. You know, again, uh, Pastor will be talking to some of you... Uh, uh, we're going to do something that's very proactive. We, I just bought a whole incredible series, how to talk to your children about LGBT community. We're going to be showing that next year. Amen. How to break it down for them and how, what's the right... We're going to take a proactive, strategic approach to some of these questions. Some of you have been asking, I bought a whole documentary about, is being gay genetic? So doctors all around the world will talk about it. If you guys are interested, we'll be showing it, you know, real soon. But, but again, I, I just want to help you understand why do we need boundaries? Because there is a peace in us. Amen. Okay. Romans chapter 7 verse 14 talks about it. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal so under sin. Okay. Again, we are born so under sin. Even though we are Christians, we still have this sinful nature that we are constantly dealing with, the Mr. Hyde. Amen. There's this spoiled bread that always wants his way. Sometimes he throws a fit at your loved ones. You know, and I'm not proud of it. Sometimes it comes in when, when I'm not careful. Those words that's coming out, you know, hurt people out of my own selfishness. 
Amen. Okay, then in Romans chapter 7, verse 18 says this, For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present within me, with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. So again, within us, there is this person that wants to be the king. And that's what the Bible calls the sinful nature, that wants everything to be according to his own condition. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's a problem because, you know, uh, uh, when I'm king, then if this person chooses to be king and then we cannot agree, we fight. Because in our kingdom, I am king. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. I mean, imagine with me, okay, uh, Sister Weir, you have a kingdom, your kingdom of Leah. And I'm kingdom of Tim. All the people under me are called Timothites. And then when I marry you, I say that, bow and become a Timothites. Because the scriptures say I'm the head. They are like real. She look at me, Timothites. Then why don't be a, you be a Leolites? And that's where the battle begins because my kingdom is greater than your kingdom. So then I will tear her kingdom down by accusing her, finding fault with her, and pushing her so that she can, her kingdom will become very inferior so that I can up my status, whether it's money, it's education, it's argument, it's also manipulation. And sometimes the woman can use the other same method. If I cannot beat this person, huh, I'll be a terrorist. <laughs> Amen. And I will do something else to just to fight with you and play dirty and manipulate this whole feelings. Oh, oh, you know, like some of the, some of the husbands say, Hey, Pastor, I cannot even talk to her. Leh. Because I talk to her, she cry. 10 zero already, law. The tears very powerful there. You know, some of them will say that, you know. But, but again, if we serve the kingdom of God, He is right and both of us are nothing. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. And that's where the problem begins. I want to be king. Oh, my pleasure is my top priority. My comfort is my top priority. Where is God in all your decision making? And then got problem, then say pray for me. Well, first of all, you are king, ma. Then you king, then you settle yourself, lah. I mean, come on, you are the king. You, you are self-sufficient, self-reliant, self okay? And then after that, when there's something bigger than you, pray for me. You pray to yourself, lah. Funny, huh, people? You know, then when things don't happen their way, and then things happen, they do this and that, that, that. I'm like, dude, you live your life like that, and then now you want God in. I, and thankfully, God comes in. If you repent and say, God, you are the one that's supposed to be the king, and I'm not. He comes in, and he takes over. And when he takes over new management, you may not like it. Because all this while, you have all the things that you want to control. And God says, give this away. Cut this out. Deny yourself. That's why discipleship is so difficult for a lot. Some of us call ourselves disciples, but what are you following? Are you following Christ? Five minute prayer a day, God bless me. No, you are saying, God, you are my genie. You are my Tyson. Ah, what? Huh? 
I mean, come on, where is your faithfulness? How many of you like a faithful lover? I, I love, my wife is faithful. You know, I got to bring this up. Uh, don't mind me, I like to tell my stories. Uh, today, my car breaks down again. <laughs> On the way to church. Outside here. Like, some of you say, hey, Pastor Car, how come down here? Uh, park here? Because the gearbox pile. Uh. Let me tell you something. Uh. I want to go to church with a faithful car. Don't talk about a faithful wife. Huh? Hello? Are you with me here? Huh? I want a faithful car. That when I turn on, okay, it can, can take me from one point to one point. Faithful. I don't want to say, hey, don't know today whether come or in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, you, oh, wow, okay, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Lucky we're still not late. Today we went to church early, hallelujah. Then we reach at the car park there, then stop. Then the car cannot go inside. Then I become Superman, I push the car. With Abby, both of us, you should see us in the video, funny. Push the car all the way up. Then some more, the car is elevated. Eh. Wow, cannot. Eh. Wow, then, thank God, two angels came. When I talk about angels, it's guys, uh, not girls. Uh. You know, the two angels came, come and say, three, three angels came and helped me carry it up. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you see me on the road. Praise the Lord, help me here. <laughs> But, but, but here's something that maybe, maybe God's wanting me to understand. Faithfulness is precious. You know, God doesn't want your talent. God wants, at least, can you be faithful or not? There's another word that people don't like nowadays. Commitment. If you're not committed, then you're not on solid ground. Because you become who you are committed to. Amen. Amen. Hello? Come on. I mean, I was just telling you, God, I want to be more faithful than my car. <laughs> Amen. Anytime got anything to happen, I think this is my second story telling you all, but there's a lot of story to tell you about cars, man. So the bottom line is, at the end of the day, I'm flesh. I've got, you know what? I'm going to stay committed to God. You know, whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to stay committed to God. Amen. Because God is the constant in my life. God's love is always constant. He's always there. So why don't we for a moment and picture about his faithfulness and then because he's faithful to you then you become faithful to him because he has always been there even though when I'm faithless even though when I'm not faithful he is always there when we call upon his name he is always there if you put him if if listen very carefully to me if he can do that for those that are not faithful what will he do to the faithful have you thought about that? God, I'm so sick and tired of putting you on the back burner. I'm going to put you first. And if you put him first, that's a scripture that comes with it. He says that all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. 
My goodness. How many of you ever felt, Lord, it's me again. Uh, I cannot this again. That's a time that I couldn't handle it. God, it cannot be just about when I have a mess, then I think about you. I've got to think about you first. Because when I put you first, then I begin to build. If I put you last, guess what happened? I'll digress and you always pick up the mess. Amen. Amen. I say again, I don't want to live this life with regrets. I'm 52. I know I look like 25. But, but I told myself this long time ago. I got one life. One life. I want to see the miracles that God has promised me. Amen. I want to see all my children come to faith. Amen. And not just a believer. They are going to be disciples. Amen. Amen. I want to carry my grandchild. Amen. No, uh, I can talk to God about that. And I want to make sure that I leave a legacy that grandpa prayed. Grandpa lived that faithful life. Not a talented life. He was faithful. Amen. When he is sick, and I'm not prophesying that I'm going to be sick, but there's a time that I'm going to break down. I still want to come to the house of the Lord. Because it's the right thing to do. Amen. Rain or shine. Amen. Whether your car break down or never break down. I want you to come to the house of the Lord. Because I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. You know why? I am faithful. Because goodness and mercy is always following me. And that's why this is the house of the Lord. He shall take center stage. I am so tired of being a God. Because when I become my own God, I will become very frustrated. I become very fatigued. I become very fearful. I feel like, you know, like, like you know, ah. I may look outside like a very happy person following all these trends and looking like that. But in the end of the day, when I look in the mirror, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going because I'm still fearful of what people will think about me. So fearful, you know, and, and after fear will lead to frustration because I did my best. Like my best is never good enough. And then I get fatigued and then I feel like a failure. Why? Guess who's in charge? You! Why don't you just resign as being God in your life and put some boundaries and say, God, you are in charge because I can see myself. The old nature wants to make you. Do you not know that it is God's job to make you successful and not your job? Do you know that the Bible says that he, God bless the faithfuls and he will bring the increase. You know your job are very simple. As Erica, you look at me, I got to tell you, maybe it's a word for you. All you need to do is to be faithful you don't have to wonder, how am I going to close this deal? How am I going to close the... Let God settle that. Yeah. All you need to do is show up. Hey, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. You know, praise God. And you get a contagious spirit. You speak integrity. You speak love. You speak courage. You stand for what you believe. And the Bible says, you know what? He will give you the increase. Where did we get the bright idea that we are the one that get increased? Do you not know that I've seen people, they tell me, when they live a life of integrity and they are faithful to God, they tell me, you know what, like that also can. And they say, how much I need that for investment? Hello? Come on, everybody say amen. When you we, when we start to recognize that it is God that brings the increase, it's God that brings the promotion, right? 
you don't put on yourself the stress. Eh? Amen. You just walk in faithfulness, do all you can. When it's time to shut off, you shut off. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, and God's going to take care of me. Okay. Why do we need some boundaries? Let's begin. Number one. Okay, I haven't even preached my message. I'm going to do it quickly. Okay. Uh, caution number one. We have the tendency to use our liberty as an opportunity for flesh. Amen. Okay. Amen. By the way, I just felt that as a word for some of you. Be faithful. He brings the increase. Amen. Okay. So again, Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says, For you, were, for you brethren, have been called to, to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. You know what it means? It really means this way. You know, yes, I know you are saved by grace, but that doesn't mean that you can just not have boundaries. <laughs> uh, now you have liberty, yes, and go liberty not to go back to sin, but use liberty to progress my kingdom by loving others. Some people say, oh, I'm not saved by grace, and then after that, they go back, <laughs> I'm not saved, I, I, I'm saved by grace, you know, I call it goofy grace, I can do whatever I want, God still forgives me, <laughs> I go back to my own life. Let me tell you one thing, the scripture says, never saves, one safe, always saved. I tell you, it's a scary thing to fall in the hands of God. When all your time, you were so going out there, pursuing after the world, pursuing after your career, pursuing after that, then after that, you find out, tomorrow you die. Now you want to pursue God. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So, oh, again, we got to be very careful. Amen. We don't want to use this liberty for granted. Yes, I'm free. I'm free to dance. I'm not free to just sin. I'm free from the power and the effects of sin. I'm liberated. I don't have to smoke. I don't have to do this in order to get what I want. It's all found in Christ. Amen. That's why I'm free. I'm free to be who God intends me to be and free. Not what the people think that I should be. I owe it to myself to be true to God. Amen. That's what it really means. Okay. Again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you are saved by works. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 tells us you may say, I'm allowed to do anything, but I reply, not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. So you mean, it's very simple. The world around you tries to control you. Your desires try to control you. Your careers try to control you all the time. Your children, believe it or not, try to control you. So you got to be very careful that you make him the Lord of your life. Because when the children control you, your job is to make them happy. And God never intended for us to make our children happy. God intended for us to make our children responsible. Thank you for two amen. Amen. Happiness was never God's goal. Eternal life was. And when you talk about eternal life, there's the law of the Spirit. 
that whatever it takes for me to cultivate my relationship with God. Amen. And there are some things that God does not like. It's abomination. You got to be very careful. You see, why you are asking, why, why pastors are you so hard? No, because I want you to live a proactive life. Amen. Caution number two. Oh, I, I put this in my notes. Uh, a pound of flesh will always be a pound of flesh. Amen. Caution number two. Our flesh is strong desires and difficult to control. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. Got strong desire. Uh, 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 let's read it. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. For the last, the flesh, for the Sorry, for the flesh lasts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do, you do not do the things that you wish. Our flesh has a desire, it has a longing and that desire, if it's not controlled, it's not tempered, it's not self-controlled, will end up as lust. That's why we tell people, you know, people tell me, you know, Pastor, you're so, so old-fashioned. i like, dude, I'm a guy, I know the tricks. Brother Kelvin, you don't need to say amen. Uh. We, you know what we do? We, we, we set it up beautifully. You know? We take you to a quiet place. Nobody interrupt man. The flesh wants more. One kiss not enough. Uh. Hello? It worries once more. After you conquer the kiss, it moves on something else and they will and then that's one of our boundaries is never go to quiet place alone hello hey parents help me let's shout amen or wave your hand hello come on hello you want to use the car better be careful uh. car is the most horrible place to be hey what you say here so loud Amen. I don't... Come on! I mean, you're setting the stage up! Hey, you're very hot. Eh? Why don't we go down, down there, down there, quieter? <laughs> then you sit down there, you talk about spiritual things. Maybe you also start to pray. Oh, Lord, lead us not into temptation. And say, get out of temptation! You, you get out! The Bible says, flee, you fool ass! You don't pray. The Bible didn't say, pray about it. The Bible says, flee, thou, run. Uh, let's pray about it. Lord, lead us. Not into them. Then ease your conscience. And then you look. If that guy is spiritual, he run already. Hello, <laughs> you are so precious in my relationship with you. I don't want to take you. I have my desires. I have my want. I cannot control me. Sorry. Adios, amigos. Bye-bye. I mean, that's, that's a brother. Do you say that's spiritual? Not somebody say, Hey, why are you running away? You hurt my feeling. Good, you hurt. Because I stand for something. I love you enough as a brother and a sister that I do not want to defraud you. You know what's defrauding is? Causing emotions that you cannot control and cannot satisfy. Mm. 
Oh Lord, help me. I wish I had known all this when I was in my younger days and then I would not enter into that appetite. Amen. This is very good lesson. Amen. We're teaching this to your children, by the way, also. You have to say something. You cannot say no nothing. When you say nothing, you are equivalent as good as encouraging it. Amen. And please, uh, don't do this. Uh, ask me to say for you. Uh. If I say for you, they don't come back to church. Uh. And you want that? This is only the place where they can find grace eh, and mercy. Eh. And I cannot be that, that unless you are in leadership, okay? Everybody say amen. Okay, here we go. Caution number three. What you feed becomes stronger and you will pay for it. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will, will, uh, will of the flesh reap corruption, but the, he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So basically, if you are keeping thinking about it, you are sowing it, you are sowing it. Then after that, you know, I heard some people tell me it's very difficult. Like, of course it's difficult. You sow already, what? But if you stay away from all these things, it's very difficult. You know why? It's difficult because you sow in the flesh. But to, a, to somebody who's never touched it, right? Like maybe Sam. Oh, okay, let's say I'm using you, huh? Never say, no-brainer. You know, like, like, like sometimes Jesse says, no-brainer. Why? Because his heart is right. He has not even sown it. For, for, for the world, it finds very difficult one. The world will think like, you see our the old-fashioned, uh, see me, go to the father and ask permission to go court. You know, I had, I had uh, Grace. Uh, Grace, where are you? Grace, dad. I saw him complimenting on uh, Blow. Where are you, Blow? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I said, the first time uh, I saw that a man uh, asked uh, me for permission eh, for her to go out. Eh. Wow, I say he good guy. Eh. Wow, like that, man. Amen. Come on. It's permission. It's honour. All of us now all behind the scenes one. And you want to be protected? You want to live a proactive life? How many of you want, how many parents here? Raise your hands. You want that to happen? I want! I want to find out who that guy is first. Huh? When your parents are the standard different. True? I want, a safe create, I want a safe environment for my kids to grow up in. Okay? Everybody say praise God. I mean, I know I'm taking my time with all this. Don't worry. After these three weeks, you don't see pastor already. Pastor going mission trip. Amen. Charles will take over. Charles will talk about the 10 laws of boundaries. You need to hear that one. Okay? Amen. Uh, let, me, let me say this again. You know, we have to be very careful about appetites because the Bible says in the last days, let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 7. Chapter 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 7. I, I want you all to look at this scripture for a moment. And really, really, this is really something that really stood out to me. Uh, it says, this, but know this, that 
in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, ungiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despiser of God, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into the household, make captives, the gullible woman, loaded down with sins, laid away with various lusts, always learning but never come to a knowledge of the truth. We have to be careful about this kind of people. That they become lovers of pleasure. Amen. I mean... Nowadays, you talk to a kid, right? You say that, I'm bored. So? Life, most of the time is bored. You see the MRT, you're not bored one, man. Last time, no handphone smart there. Eh? Smartphone. Eh? Last time, I look at that person across of me. <laughs> Inside my mind, I'm playing toy games. I'm, play, I'm making fun of him. That's why I... <laughs> <laughs> That's an orange. Uh. Orange cannot do down soon. Uh, thing one. Uh. I, I, I remember sitting in MRT. Uh, I create, oh, maybe this guy, look at this guy, the way he sits. Maybe they, they, they. I, I mean, that's how I entertain myself. Like, okay, I'm sitting in the MRT. I cannot sit still. Then, then I make joke inside my head. <laughs> then the guy look at me. <laughs> you know, but, 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 but that's me, okay? That's me. But, 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 but last time when we go take MRT, it's okay. Leh. Today, I have YouTube. Korean drama, it's okay. We learn to live with that. Do you not know there's an agenda by Satan that wants to entertain, 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 entertain? Kingdom of God must be entertained culture, then people will come to church. Everything is entertained. Then you look like this, and eat. I can't, you know, have you noticed the guys, the millennials lately? They cannot sit down one eh? I'm like, huh? Masun gay one eh? Hello? I mean, sometimes they just... <laughs> you know what it is? Uh? It's an addiction. I'd rather you walk the dog. Go and buy a dog. <laughs> Hello? Have you noticed that? They, they, they cannot. They're like, you know why it's setting up for you? Because the only way that you're going to get your satisfaction is you are king. You are king. It's a lie saying that. A pleasure. Pleasure. You deserve it. Get away. Get away. I mean, I'm not against pleasure, okay? I'm not asking you to go to a monk fast for 40 days for your vacation. That's not what I'm saying. But when that becomes your priority in life, you are on dangerous ground. That that becomes more important than coming to church and serving God, that's dangerous ground. When, when these things are more important than caring for the elderly, caring for, for people, oh, ah, that is dangerous ground. And therefore, it is my opinion that be careful while you let your children play with gadgets. It's okay. I mean, Jabez, I don't know whether you still remember this when he was young. I said, Dad, I'm bored. Oh, you see the wall, bang yourself on the wall. Ah. <laughs> I mean, he looked at me like that. I go, mommy. <laughs> and then he will learn, you know what? Learn how to cook. He will learn how to talk to mom. You know why our kids nowadays are so introverted? Because nobody taught them how to have social skills. The greatest gift that you can give your children is the gift of how to get along with people. Hello? 
I mean, you see all these kids. Mine, 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 mine. Uh, what you want to do? I go inside the room. Uh, uncle, auntie, come already. Never mind. I go play game. I say, ah, ha, hello, bye. Then after they look at each other. Ah, uh, what? They don't know even how to serve. Leh. It's like when they see people, they kiakui like that. Hey, people come already. Hey, come already. You know, they come. Hey, hey, auntie, come already. Let's go hide. Let's go hide. Hide, hide and seek. I mean, come on. You can't do that. We are all social and they are longing for social connections but they don't know how because you have not equipped them with the skill of spending time with them, letting them learn how to work together as a team. Because let me tell you something, if you learn how your people skills, right, people will like you and people will invest in you. They will rather take people that they like than people that they are talented. I mean, it's a statistic that say this, okay? They say this, would you take a talented person but cannot get along with people or you take somebody who's likeable? They all will tell you, likeable people. So you know what? HR, they all coming, huh? Are you got to retrain, uh, scratching their head. Yeah, this one, uh, I like this one. Uh. Can do this one. Uh. This one, talented lah. <laughs> but... Him not around better. La. <laughs> Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. Okay. Uh, 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 my wife said, um, oh yeah, I didn't know. Okay, caution number four. You have to choose flesh or spirit every day. The Bible says, walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. Up to you. Okay. Amen. Everybody say praise God. And caution number five, have no confidence in the flesh. Philippians chapter 3 verse 3 says, uh, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Amen. Have no confidence in the flesh means you make no provision for the flesh. Romans chapter 13 verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its last. Amen. And then you also got to what? I, I remember uh, uh, Jonah, you used the word, Mortify the flesh. Oh, mortify. Mortal combat. <laughs> mortify means kill the flesh. Amen. If the flesh wants its headphones away, kill it. Got to be careful. Because if I don't practice self-denial, I have no place for self-control. Are you with me here? Okay, that's why we got to put boundaries, boundaries of things that are important, boundaries of your time, boundaries of schoolwork, boundaries. What makes you more effective? Ask yourself, what's the outcome that you want out of this? How do you want God to be glorified in this? You know, all those things. Because folks here, I don't want to be guilty of being a stumbling block to my brothers, my father, my mother, my sisters. Some of you, your parents are looking at you, you know, and saying, why? Your grades are like that. Because you have not put boundaries. Boundaries even in serving God and work. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. So it's important you say, Pastor, why are you telling me us all this? Simply this. Because if you want to live a proactive life, you've got to set boundaries. You know what's the hardest thing in ministry that you ever learn how to do? Learning to say no without feeling guilty. I mean, first of all, if this person is not taking responsibility, why should I take responsibility for something that God never even intended me to take responsibility for? I let the consequences punish them. Like for instance, 
if they blow their budget, they ask for money. And I know that this person was not right. Let the pain be a good teacher for them. So that they learn how to keep their money properly. Are you with me here? You know, don't be so quick to not allow the pain change them. Because only some people, right, when they feel pain, then they will change. Amen. Why don't we stand? <sighs> I hope this lesson has helped you all. I, I wish I can go on. I still got a lot of notes. Maybe Sam, uh, no, not Sam. Uh, Charles will take over some. Charles, I leave you a mess, so you got to prepare that mess again. <laughs> okay. But, but let me say one thing. Okay, look at each other. Say that you are so precious. Look at each other. You're so precious. You know, I wish everybody right, can see this right now. You know, every time when you go travel, you take your suitcase and they'll ask you, anything fragile inside? And then after that, they'll say, yes, got things fragile. Then you know what they do? They take the sticker and they paste on that suitcase, fragile. I want to let you know, every one of you are very fragile, precious in God's eyes. Amen. There's so much God can do for you. But it's time for us to take responsibility. I, I say again, Amen. Wave your hand at me. It's time for us to take responsibility. If your wife is important, ask her, what is something that makes you uncomfortable? How can I put boundaries on it? Okay, sometimes you don't know whether it's working or not. Amen. And, and, and you know what? Parents, if you know of a situation that makes you uncomfortable, take down, sit down, you know, and just say that, you know, but dad, I, I need a car, I'm going out so late, but you're going out so late with somebody. Grab. Because car is a place where temptation can happen. Uh, hello? Wave your hand at me. And you know what? Yeah, I understand sometimes I'm a coward as a parent. I'd rather see them smile. Yeah, you are so good. Dad, you are so... And I realize I've learned from my mistakes. I need to have the bonus and the courage to lead my family. Everybody say, Amen. Because you know what? I love them. If there's something off in my spirit, I will speak to them. Amen. Is this okay with you all? You know, you guys need to start. I know this is not something that I've talked about. This is not new to you. I think I preached this a long time ago about boundaries, about relationship and so forth. You need to revisit that because if you're going to go out there, impact the world. If you're not careful that we allow the world to influence us and we lose our grip and we lose our bearings and we fall ourselves. Seen a lot of great men of God. Seen a lot of them anointed. They fell. Great is their fall. And then when they fall, congregations fall with them. I don't want that to happen. Pastor has a guardrail. My, I have Bishop Ellis that watch over me. Amen. I have Brother Mangan that watch over my children. Sister and Brother Sochan that watches over my kids. Because I tell them, them Pastor, if me, your father, sin, call them if you love me. Call them. If you find that... Dad is one corner smoking. Abby, you know by the show strength number, call them. 
Love me enough and I know I'll get frustrated with you. Love me enough to do what's right for me. Not what I want. Do what's right. Can we just leave our hands all over this place, Father? I thank you, God, for everyone that's listening in today. Come on, just leave your hands for a moment. God, I pray right now, help us set boundaries, God. Lord, if you have your wife and your husband today and your family today, just pray for them, amen. Lord, let us revisit, oh God. Lord, let us revisit, God, boundaries. Lord, right now, God, I pray let there be a revival because, Lord, of the untoward generation, the crooked, perverse generation that's coming before us. Father, I pray right now, God, I pray, Lord, save relationships, Father. Save that relationship for maintain healthy relationships, God. Let it not go beyond, God. Let it not go beyond, Lord, Lord, unrepairable, God. I pray, Jesus. God, right now, Lord, as Lord, I may see their attitude, but God, give me the grace, give me the patience that is needed, oh God, to do us right. Even though, God, they will try to manipulate us, even though they try to, Lord, throw their temper at us, God, give us the courage today. And I recognize, God, today, God, there is a situation that is deeper than what I'm saying. Grant us wisdom, Father. Grant us wisdom to reclaim God, our children. Grant us, oh God, wisdom to reclaim, God, what was lost. Father, I pray. Father, I pray right now, God, let everybody feel your arms of love because they see them, you see them fragile. You see them precious. You see them Lord, as your chosen generation, your royal priesthood. God, if only they see how you see them, Father. I pray, God, reveal yourself. Reveal, God, Lord. Come on, just leave your voice for a moment. Amen. Come on, bless each other today. If you stretch out and bless each other and pray. I treasure them, God. Lord, just like you treasure them, Father. Lord, I... Your word, let your word be released today. Let it be confirmed today. Arakasandari. Arakasya Rabatorakas. <laughs>